0: I'm Jim Brown, your Bible teacher at Grace and Truth Ministries. I've been teaching on something that has gotten very, very in-depth. It's taken me places I didn't even realize I was going to go. And that is on the Sabbath. The Sabbath is not Saturday anymore. Every day is the Sabbath. Every day with God. Every day we live is the Sabbath. Let me erase this while I was teaching reading the letters. One thing about teaching with very few people here I can take my time and explain a lot of things if if the if the church is full on Sunday morning, people said we need to go eat and they're getting fidgety and i can take all my time and if you want to leave you just have to leave (laughs) okay (laughs) take all the time i want i've been teaching on sabbath sabbath is every day sabbath means rest it does not mean seventh it does not there were a lot of sabbaths in israel there was the day before passover or the day after passover which was the feast of the feast of uh, unleavened bread, and there was seven days later the feast of unleavened bread. You had every one of the holy days: Passover, Pentecost, Feast of Ingathering were all Sabbaths. You and they all didn't come on the seventh day the Sabbath is these people that are 7th day worshipers I don't mind if they worship God on the 7th day when they come up and say that the, that worshiping on Sunday is the mark of the beast you are ignorant mark is the word Karagma in Revelation it comes from the word karaks which means a stake On a boundary line. Karagma means character. And the character of Satan was in the garden. When God says, I've planted a tree in the midst of the garden, and you cannot go beyond that boundary to eat of that tree you got all these other trees out here you can eat of all of them but you cannot eat of that right there when God put a stake on that boundary line that's the mark of the beast and the mark of the beast has to do with what was in the tree and he looked at the tree saw a tree that was good for food it was good food pleasant to the eye the eye and make her wise that's actually the mark of the beast that's the character of the beast John said in First John 2 16 17 16 all that's in the world all in the world this is the mark of the beast right here all in the world you do know that the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field he ruled in the garden. What he had in the garden was democracy. That's not a righteous thing. When you let men vote for themselves, they're going to vote for the man that'll promise them the most. And John said, all that's in the world is the lust of the flesh lust it was good for food the lust of the eye the, it was pleasant to the eye and the pride of life alazon a l a z o n alazon means to be proud to boast to be wise in one's own eyes that's the bark of the beast right there that's the character, that's the stake on the boundary line, it's really amazing, sometimes the answers to what seem to be difficult questions are pretty simple, that is, and what's really amazing, Jews call all of their gods D-A-I-M-O-N I-O-N and they said their gods were their ancestors, And that being their ancestors, they would guide them to good fortunes. And they said there were good demons and bad demons, good and bad. The bad ones would break your leg and cause you to lose your job. What they wanted was a good demon. They called Augustus Caesar in the first century a good demon. Called him a good demon because he gave all of the world their fortunes and so forth. Well, if you cross the border into an Arab country in that day and time, the Arabs didn't call them demons. They called them genies. Genie and demon are the same thing. And how many wishes do you get from a genie? Three. All that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. That's what you get. Three, that's the fortunes you get from the demon. And fairies, if you go into the English world where the Druids were the wicked uh, workers, uh, you got wishes from fairies. And genie, we get the word gene from that, and that was their ancestors. That's your makeup. And that's what this karagma is, karax. And there's no way you can rest seeking the things of the world. Now, I want us to go back where we have been reading in the fourth chapter of Hebrews. I have seen some things in the last few weeks on this. Let's go back to the fourth chapter. We, we've been talking about from the third chapter, it's talking about where Israel provoked God in the wilderness. And provoking God, the Bible says it was unbelief. Provocation. Provocation. And they constantly did that. Provocation is unbelief. Unbelief is the word A-P-I-S-T-I-S. Pistis is the word faith. The alpha priveted in front of pistis as a negative particle negates the word, gives an opposite meaning, means no faith, is what it means so wherever you find no faith I've got a verse over in in uh, the 14th chapter of Romans the very last verse says whatsoever is not of faith whatsoever is not of faith not of faith would be the same thing as unbelief not of faith faith Is sin. Now we've said it a thousand times. Faith is death to self. Boy, that takes a long time to come to that point. I'm going to talk today some about the inner and the outer man. The inner man serves the law of God, that's the new birth. That is Christ in you. That's Christ in you, the hope of glory. I use that phrase so much. That's Colossians 1:27. That's Christ in you. Christ in you wants us to live wants us to live godly righteously. righteously holy and the list goes on and on so this is the work of god in you the outer man is the flesh paul tells us all about this man in romans 7 and he talks about putting on the inner man christ in colossians Colossians the third chapter. He says the same thing in Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter. He tells us about the the inner man in Ephesians, the fourth chapter. And each one of these chapters is going to tell you about the wicked man, which is the outer man of the flesh. That's the wicked man. And you've got a whole bunch of chapters that's going to tell you about that. Well, the Bible says that the opposite of provocation is going to be the Sabbath. And we've talked about Sabbath, sabbaton, equals kata, pauses. Kata pasis means, pasis is our word pause. Kata means down, means to settle down. That's the Sabbath and it all goes back to that third chapter where God is saying to Israel when they're in the wilderness, you can't provoke me. But they did when they left Egypt. They come down to Mount Sinai, get up to Kadesh Barnea, and God tells them to go into the land, what well, we would call the Gaza Strip, right on the south west corner of Israel, the Gaza Strip. That was the land of Anak, or the land of Anakims that were the gigantic men the giants that's not the same word well I won't go into that take too long to go into it Genesis the 6th chapter where the sons of God married the daughters of men they were giants that's a different word the Anakims and told them to go in and conquer the land they provoked God and said we can't so he said I'm going to make you one in the wilderness for 40 years a year for every day you went and spied out the land. And he says, that's provoking me, therefore you cannot enter into my caught-off pauses, which is what you don't do on the Sabbath. You pause down and you rest. The Sabbath day worshipers, they don't know they're breaking the biblical Sabbath in the Old Testament. You can't keep it that way. They drive their cars to some... Seventh Day Adventist Church or Seventh Day worshipers, and they're lighting fires in every one of those cylinders in their car. It was against the it was against God's law to light any fires on the Sabbath. They couldn't go anywhere. They're driving ten miles down the road to go to some some Seventh Day Church. Well, you can't go anywhere. You had to stay in your house. Exodus the sixteenth chapter had to stay in your home could have no pleasure if you watch football or go outside and play and let your kids go out and play. they're breaking the Sabbath the Sabbath now is it comes in it comes by ceasing what do you do on the Sabbath you cease your work you rest you settle down. What keeps us from resting, unbelief, is sin. We said that. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. That's in the last verse of Romans, the seventh chapter. So, sin is unbelief. Everything that unbelief is equal to, apistos, that is sin. So what I'm going to talk to you about is the sins of man's outer flesh. How do you enter into rest? You enter in by doing the things of God not the things of the flesh not sin. Sin will wear you out. I was young I was in the music world. And let me tell you, I don't want to go out there and chase any women and go to some dance club and go to the trouble of hassling over trying to put the make on some woman. I don't want to do that. That's too hard. That's work. Especially for an old person. Whew. What I want to do is take you back over here to the fourth chapter. The fourth chapter compares. In fact, the third chapter compares, says they could not enter into the rest of God because of their unbelief in verse 18 and 19 of chapter 3. And it calls the rest, it calls the rest, they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years and they're not going to enter into Canaan Canaan is the rest of God that's a picture of us going in this world and entering heaven one day and that's the word sabbatismos in this fourth chapter when it says in verse 9 there remained therefore the rest of the sabbatismos to the people of God every other time this word rest is used it's either katapao or katapasis which is a form of the same word you have that word in verse 8 and verse 5 and verse 4 twice in verse 3 talking about God re-entered into his rest after the seventh day so the seventh day equals Seventh day is no longer the seventh day. It's the rest of God or the katapasis. That's what it is. Now look at one verse there. Look at one verse. I've noticed something I never saw before. If you saw it, then you're better at evaluating than I am. I saw that this word down here, verse 10 For he that is entered into his katapasis, he hath also ceased katapao from his own ergon. He ceased. He's talking about Sabbath all through this third and fourth chapter, and he says the Codopausis is entering into God's Sabbath. And all of the people that were willing to go in to conquer, that's like, are we willing to conquer the world? How do we conquer the world? We're in a war. No man that warth entangled himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. This is a war we're in. And what we're fighting is our own sin. We're fighting that outer man right there in Romans 7. We're fighting this man here. That has to do with conscience. Conscious is the word soon. E-I-D-E-S-I-S. Soon means to blend together with or to see it-o with. To see with. It takes two witnesses and the scripture to verify the death of a man. And God has to get this outer man to vote with him that self has to die. How long does it take to do that? 20 years? 30 years? took most of my life to realize I have to die to the flesh. People say, but you're committed to the Lord. I wasn't at 50, and I already had started this. I wasn't really fully committed. I can't even say I'm fully committed yet. We're going to have part of that outer man as long as we live, but what really drives the outer man out of business uh when he's full of pride pride, self of all kinds he's arrogant. you say, I'm not arrogant, are you sure arrogant, he's full with self, he's full of self, and every quality that goes with that. That has to die. There has to be a cross. God's got to send fire and trial and persecution and put us in so many things that we give up self. As you get older, you say, I've got to stop doing the things I'm doing. Have you ever questioned whether you were doing right or not? If you just stop, you'll ask your question that more when you get old than you did when you're young i ask myself that question constantly should i be doing this that's the only reason i've changed so much in the last in the last 15 years i'm not even the same man i was at 55 i'm different i'm gentler kinder quieter when i'm out in public I'm gentle, I witness to everybody I can, but I don't push anything on anybody. But I tell them about the Lord and about the truth. I'll just say, hey, let me ask you a question. Did you know that it was against the law to celebrate Christmas 300 years ago in America? Have you ever heard of predestination? I just ask them like that, and I say, the Bible teaches it for whom he didn't foreknow he also didn't predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that verse changed my whole world I like to quote it to people and I'm wondering if it will hit them as hard as it did me now so he says he that is entered into the rest of God or into his sabbatismos he hath ceased from his own ergon the Ergon that's the word works works Ergon means to toil or labor the outer man is laboring in his sin I want us to go back and look at that same word in Galatians the 5th chapter And when you find a word that matches up anywhere else, I'm not going to go through all these. I'll just read them off. I went through all the Greek definitions last week. Look at verse 19, chapter 5. Now the works, the works of the flesh of the outer man, the ergon... The ergon, the works of the flesh. Paul said, I serve, the outer man serves the works of the flesh in Romans, the seventh chapter. And the works of the flesh are these. The only way you enter into a true Sabbath is stop the list that follows here. I'll just read it real quick because I want to get into the rest of God Which has to do with the fruit of the Spirit. You got these two things working in opposition to one another all through the Scripture. You have the works of the flesh, it's an antithesis, means to lie opposite, antithesis. Anti means opposite. Titheme means to lie. So it is an antithesis. The works of the flesh lies opposite to the spiritual works. God working in you to willing to do of his good pleasure. Let me show you something I saw this past week. God working in you. Anytime the Bible says it is God that works in you to will and to do of His good pleasure, that word work in you is the word energeo. E-N-E-R-G-E-O It is a construction of in an ergon. It's God that works in you to will of that we get our word energy from that in ergon in ergon that's where energy comes from so in ergon that is Christ working in you to get rid of you working your own fleshly works your own ergon he uses in ergon to get rid of ergon of the flesh. I begin to see this and I'm seeing you've got these things opposing one another. You've got the works of the flesh in opposition to the fruit of the Spirit in verse twenty two. That's why he lined them up this way. They're aligned the way they're supposed to be. You got the same thing in Colossians the third chapter. He will tell you in Colossians three He'll tell you what's in the flesh. And then he'll say, he gives you a list of them. And then he'll say, put on the new man. That's the inner man. That's Christ in you. And you're going to find that in several other other places. You'll find in Romans, the first chapter. Romans, the first chapter, is going to tell you all about how wicked that outer man is. Now, let me, I want to say something here it may upset some people. How wicked the outer man is in the church at Rome. God is not talking to, he didn't write the book of Romans. To vessels of wrath fitted to destruction, he mentions them in romans nine twenty two but he's not writing to them. he's warning us about them in Romans the first chapter he's talking to the church that is messed up, and they're living like they have no outer man they're living like like they have no inner man, and they're just so corrupt in the outer man. Now, let's read back through this. Now, the works of the flesh, if you read the verses before, it'll say the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. It's a war between the outer and the inner man. And guess who's going to win? You're not. When we are, when we're young, we fight to have everything we want, have the woman we want, and the man we want, and the car we want, and the house we want, and we get on the verge of cheating and lying and stealing. You say Christians won't do that? Oh, yes, they will. Especially if they don't have anybody teaching them, they'll go back to their sin. The Bible says that in Hebrews the sixth chapter. They'll put Christ to an open shame if they don't learn in depth scripture from the start. Now then he says, The works of the flesh are these, adultery. We said that's that's Morcia. It's not the common word, it means apostasy. Fornication, that's the word pornea, means idolatry. Uncleanness. That means if you have an unclean spirit, you got a demon in you, that you are the demon distributing fortunes. Remember, there was a man with an unclean spirit, Mark, the first chapter, and he was called an unclean demon in Luke, the fourth chapter. I believe the demon is us. It's this outer man. When a man is drawn away, he's drawn away of his own lust. He's not drawn away by Satan. Satan just means adversary. Well, let me ask you this. What's the adversary of the inner man? The outer man. Your flesh. Isn't it? I don't think people even get into that. And then he says, Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, means the most filthy, aselgia means the most filthy kind of sin. Idolatry, idolatria. That means to serve what you see witchcraft, pharmacia. I've gone through that with you, hatred, ekthra, hostile, you're hostile to people and you're hostile to God, but you pretend to like people. I don't believe people like people the way they act. I don't believe you can really love somebody unless you have Christ in your heart. Don't believe that. I believe you can have lust for them. I believe a lot of men fall in lust but I don't believe they fall in love they certainly don't fall in agape witchcraft hatred boy I love that word ekthra and then variance that's one of my favorite words eris eris means contention emulations zealous means jealousy this is all man's works this is what you're supposed to cease from how long does it take to get over it gosh it takes a lot of fire and trials and persecution and god god has to make you say uncle that's what we used to say Is some guy getting in a fight make him say uncle twist his arm behind his back god will make you say uncle real loud and clear God will make you say, I give up, I surrender, God. People don't, you never hear preachers saying, you have to surrender. And that's what you have to do. God did a, he did a number on me in the hospital in my mid-40s till I said, Lord, I give up. I'm going to quit trying to be rich or somebody famous. I tried to do that all of my life. A lot of people say I never tried to be rich. Well, maybe you didn't think you could, but if you could, you would have. I thought I could get rich. I was willing to work twenty-four hours a day to be that. I was willing to kill myself and my and have my illnesses just destroy me. And then he goes on to say, Wrath, Thumas just angry strife erethea love that word means to be involved in a faction one who stands over the side and tries to destroy the main body I've had so many people that erethea har- come into this church they want to destroy me seditions sedition is the word Dicostasia. two standings Two different me- messages in the church. Heresies, to choose for oneself. Heresies was the word sect. It means to set up a boundary line or denomination. If you get outside of it, we'll kick you out. And then envying, phothenos. Phothenos, I always think of the word phthero. It's a form of phothero. It means to have rotten thinking. And then drunkenness can be literal or it can be spiritual drunkenness. Murders, phonos. Murders is phonos. And Paul said, it's the word murder. And Paul said over there in the ninth chapter of Acts, Here's what he said. Nine chapter backs. Let me just read it to you. So you'll be able to read it yourself. In the ninth chapter he says, Saul breathing out threatenings and slaughter, phonos, murders. Paul was murdering Christians for a living and then he says revelings comos comos we get the word coitus c-o-i-a-t-e-s coitus is sleeping around chambering going from one bed to the other such like of which I tell you before as I have also told you in time past that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is in you when he writes his law on fleshy tables of the heart. Writing upon the fleshy tables of the heart is Christ in you. Then the kingdom of God is coming to you. But if you're involved, you're ever going to come to spiritual rest, you have to cease these things. That's a fact. Have I been involved in these things? Yes, and I am so ashamed. If you're not ashamed, you haven't repented. you got to be ashamed of yourself. You've got to drop your head and say, Oh, God, why did I do those things? Please forgive me. you got to be to that point somewhere in your life. You say, Have you done that, Jim? I think sometimes of some of the things I've done... And I just dropped my head and said, Oh God forgive me for that. You say you couldn't have been much of a sinner. I was probably more of a sinner than most people here are even listening to me. I was in the music world. I sang in over two hundred and fifty clubs across America. I know what's in clubs, you know what's there? Sin. Nothing but the outer man. That's all. But in opposition to the works of the flesh is the spiritual Sabbath. That's what he's saying here. That's what he was saying in Hebrews 3 in the fourth chapter. But the fruit of the Spirit is. Notice the word is. That's singular, that's a being verb singular. If it was plural, it would say are, the fruit of the Spirit, are. The word fruit is the word karpos. It's singular. So the fruit, the one fruit, it's one fruit. It's like a cluster of grapes. It's composed of all these different little grapes. But they're the same thing. So if you really have the fruit of the Spirit, you're going to conquer this outer man. And you're going to enter into God's rest or God's Sabbath. The kingdom is in us. I could go into the kingdom of God over and over. If I were the spirit of God cast out devils and the kingdom of God is coming to you if I were the finger of God cast out devils then the kingdom of God is coming to you Lord are you going to restore the kingdom the kingdom of God is in you it's Christ in us that's what it is and he's requiring that we rest let's look on so the one fruit of the spirit is love wow Agape. Goodness, do I have to explain this every time I run across it? Love. Agape. Agape was a relationship that kings had for their subjects, that fathers had for their families. The king gave them laws and if they loved the king they willingly walked in them that's the meaning of the word agape and you cannot make agape mean phileo phileo means to have affection for or to like you can like anything I like God I like my car I like my house, I like my dog, I like to go fishing, I like to get drunk. You can like anything. But Jesus said, you are my friends under one condition. It's a friend is a form of the word phileo. P-H-I-L-O-S. I'm affectionate to you under one condition in John 15. That you do the things i say well if you get another definition to do the things i say the best way to substitute for that would be agape if you agape me agape is walking after the commandments of god second john 6 this is agape that we walk after his commandments so Agape is conditional love. It's not unconditional. It never has been. You are my friends only if you agape me. Other you think I'm going to have affection for a man that has all of those works of the flesh. I'm not. The only thing that God loves in us is Christ in us. That's all. Now, let's keep reading here. Love. He says, the fruit of the Spirit is love. Well, if you have love, you have to have one of the others down there in the list. Faith, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh one. Isn't that amazing? It's the seventh in the list. Faith, and everything that it is, it's death to self death to self faith works by agape by love John 5 and verse 6 faith works by love death to self works by walking in the commandments of God what do you mean death to self I've had people say you keep saying faith is death to self I keep saying faith is the substance hupostasis. Hupostasis means understanding and if you understand if you understand under stasis means to stand, then you're a mathetase, a disciple. It means a learner. And Jesus said, you cannot be my disciple without a daily cross. So faith is death to self. It's a daily cross to understand and be a disciple and be a learner. Therefore, faith or death to self works by walking in the commandments of God. That's what it means. How do you die to self? Walking in God's commandments. What are his commandments? We've got a list of them right here. And I could spend half a day just going through what faith is. Faith is substance. Faith works by agape. Faith is, faith is death to self. Faith and believe are the same word. Faith is the noun. Believe is the verb. Faith is the word P-I-S-T-I-S. Remember, apostis is no faith. And faith and believe is the word P-I-S-T-E-U-O. I'm going to say it again. P-I-S-T is the stem of the word. You build a word on the stem. The word ending changes depending on a character of the word. This is the noun. This is the verb. Then you know that puzzled me as a little boy? <laughs> I used to say, how can I have faith and believe at the same time? Because there's the same thing. One, one is what you do. That's believing. Now, let's keep going here. Now, notice we're pitting the inner man against the outer man. That's what we're doing. You got that all through the Bible. It'll take me weeks to go through this. Joy. Joy is the word kara. The Bible, it's also the word rejoice. The Bible says agape... Or charity, boy, this takes me on a long subject here. If you want to look at it real quick, you can look over at 1 Corinthians 13. It will tell you everything that agape does and what it doesn't do. And agape is the word charity. Why they... Why they translated it into the word charity, I don't know. That was the translators. Maybe it was some Catholics. They tried to confuse the people or something. They did that on a lot of the translation. And it, it'll say, charity, agape. So this agape that is a fruit of the Spirit has to be the same agape in chapter 13, doesn't it? So it'll tell you, everything agape does so this is the outer man the inner man overcoming the outer man so when you're walking in agape charity suffereth long macrothemia, and is kind it's not nice kind is the word crestos or crestados h-r-e-s-t-e-t-o-s it means kind it means useful. Charity is not nice. That's wrong. Useful. Nice is a word that we've found in our in our dictionary that doesn't belong there. It's a stupid word. Nice. Woman takes her kids out in public and say, "You kids act nice." The whole point is act nice. N-I-S-C-E-R-E. Niscere. It's a French word. It means no knowledge. Act like you don't know what's going on and pretend that you're this way at home. Pretend that you don't know nothing. Play dumb. That's what preachers do. See, I don't believe preachers are nice I believe they're acting nice I believe they're playing dumb they're pretending I don't know predestinations in the Bible how can you preach for 70 years like Billy Graham and never mention the word predestinate having predestinated us something the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will the amazing thing if we're children of God And we've been adopted. Huiothesia, U H U I O, T H E S I A, and we've been. That's the word adopted. Do you think? Huios, titheme. Huios is the word sons. Titheme means to place. Well, who places himself as a son in the kingdom of God you place yourself by making a decision no he places us as sons by Jesus Christ according to the good pleasure of his will but if, what does children do they do the will of the father and God's going to take his time to make that outer man die and vote with him so you can have a good conscience death to self is the only thing that will give you Death to self is the death to all those nine things that you see in Galatians, the fifth chapter. The first list of the works of the flesh. It's death to self. That's why faith is death to self. Faith is all, is this inner man taking over the outer man. That's all it is. And I, okay, where was I? Go back to Galatians. Oh, no, I didn't finish up here in the 13th chapter. So, everywhere you find charity, that's agape. Agape, well, let me give you this verse, verse 6. Agape rejoiceth not with iniquity, but rejoiceth in truth. That word rejoice is the same word as joy in Galatians 5.22 rejoiceth not with iniquity rejoiceth it's this same word kara rejoiceth it rejoiceth not with iniquity how are you going to know what that means if you don't define it It doesn't rejoice with anomia A A N O M I A. It does not have joy. Rejoiceth is also a form of C H A R I S, which is the word grace. So you're not gracious to people and invite them into your house. This gets into church discipline. Have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness. People that are living in that outer man, like the first part of this chapter 5, you don't rejoice with people who are living that way. You're not supposed to. Come out and be separate and touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. That's the words of a... High priest saying, death to self, a lamb on the altar without spot and without blemish. So self has to die. The outer man has to die. That's the works of the flesh. It rejoices not with anomia. Anomia comes from nomos, which is the Greek word law. And the alpha privative negates the word, it means no law. That's that outer man. That's that list of men we were talking about. That's the list of works of the flesh. And you cease from the works of the flesh if you're going to enter into God's Sabbath. Can you see that? That's what it's about. I used to think my father was an old country Baptist preacher, said so, works has nothing to do with it. Why it certainly does you got to get it rid of the works of the flesh and the works of the Spirit. will be Christ working in you to will and to do of His good pleasure. This all gets simpler the more you define words. So, but it goes on to say, Rejoiceth not with iniquity, but rejoiceth with truth. Truth is the word a- L E T H E I A. Aletheia That's the word truth. That's what you rejoice with. And the truth is from the Lord Lanthano, which means to hide, lie hid, or cover up, conceal, and the alpha is a negative particle in front of Lanthano, translates aletheia. It means not to hide anything. That's the only thing to rejoice with. You've got to uncover the truth. I can't be around somebody who doesn't want the truth uncovered. I've got certain people that will be around me, and they'll say something that's ignorant, and I'll say, that's not what that means. And I don't mean I'm mad at them when they say it they just haven't learned watch out what you say if you don't know what you're saying learn these truths we rejoice with truth and Paul told the Philippians the fourth chapter the first couple of verses Philippians you are my joy and crown so that's all we rejoice with he was rejoicing with believers now let's get back to the list this is our rest rest peace you don't have any peace the thing funny thing about peace it's the word of reine let me write this down peace is the word E I R E N A. the old testament word that's been translated into Greek in the Septuagint is the word shalom, peace, peace, peace means Rene means to bring together into into one. you can't can't bring something together if they're living like the outer man. It means to bring together the one. And I love the verse, Psalms 119, 165. Great peace have they that love thy law. You could substitute agape for that. Because that's loving the law of God. That's walking in God's law. So great peace have they that love thy law. And you've got to be walking in God's law. When the Bible says that God loves to see the prosperity of his saints, it's not money. Prosperity is the word shalom, the peace of his saints. And the Charismatics will quote the verse and say, See, God wants you to have a lot of money. Ignorant. Now, let's get on with the list. (sighs) Long-suffering. Macrothumia. Macro. T-H-U-M-I-A. It means thumas, to suffer. Macro means a long time. Put up with a lot before you, and don't ever lose your temper and don't fly off the handle, Jim Brown. Boy, I have been the worst at that people had made a mistake thinking i would say i lost my temper when i was young i didn't never did lose my temper over unreasonable things i lost my temper over being right and trying to explain something to somebody and they were very rational but i didn't i did the wrong thing by by getting upset and getting angry the believer should never be angry God has not appointed us to wrath to wrath, boy that's a good wrath is the word orge it's spelled O-R-G in the Greek and the Ada is always feminine gender he hadn't appointed us to the orge which is the wrath of revenge, God says revenge is mine, I will, vengeance is mine, I will repay the set the Lord. Vengeance is the word, D-I-K, oh, excuse me, ek-D-K, ek-D-I-K-E, ek-dike. D-I-K-E. D-I-K-E is the word right in the Greek. It means to write out things. God did not appoint us to make sure that things were right, ever. Boy, I used to try to make people listen to me and say, this is right. I don't even do that with the Bible. I say, here's the truth. And if they say, I don't want it, I say, excuse me, I've got somewhere else to go. As I've gotten older, I've learned how to present the truth to people as I get old. Egg decay, and from decay we get the word righteous. And also the word justify. Justify is the word D I K, there's the stem, A I O O. Righteous is the word D I K, there's the stem, the stem. D-I-K-A-I-O-S-U-N-E. D-I-K-A-I-O-S-U-N-E. So righteous and justify and right, all forms of the same word. It means to make something right. God says, "That's I did not appoint you to or gay, to get revenge because of your covetousness, because you don't like it, because somebody cheated you. If they cheated you, they were supposed to. God is teaching you something where they're cheating. <clears throat> so the opposite of orgay, The orgay is going to be this outer man here. That's what it's going to be. God hasn't appointed us to orgay, but to obtain. When you see but that's going to be something that is an exact opposite or an antithesis. But to obtain. And to obtain is going to end up being that inner man because it's going to be the same thing as a daily cross. It's going to be the same thing as faith. Obtain, to obtain is the word peripoiesis. Peripoiesis means to make, but it does, it's not the word ergon. Not that. Poesis comes from P-O-I-E-O, and poeo means to do something, do beautiful. Or do something in a mosaic fashion. Or to do a a tapestry. When the Bible says that's a form of the Word, we've been created in Christ Jesus into good works, which God hath before ordained. good works, P-O-I-E-M-A. That's the word. We have been created. This is Ephesians 2.10. After he says, By grace you save through faith, not, not of yourselves. It's the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man shall boast. And he goes on to say, he's created in Christ Jesus, unto good works, which God hath before ordained, that we should walk in them. Poema, that's the word. Good uh, works and it means something beautiful so peripoesis means to make something beautiful around us peri is the common word around and so that means to make something around us that's an opposition to or gay well that would be there's only one thing that makes around us and that would be the blood baptism which is death to self which is a daily cross it's the same thing as a daily cross which makes us a disciple without a cross you cannot be my disciple they said so the blood baptism is the same thing what makes a, there's one lord one faith one making around one baptism that will be the blood of christ death to self so the opposite of the orge getting revenge on somebody would be death to self or death to the outer man all of that refers to the outer man versus the inner man. I ought to take time to read a little bit of the 7th chapter. Huh. I do I've got time. How much time do I have, Mike? 30. Well, let me read a little bit of that 7th chapter. Yeah, the 7th chapter of... Romans. Just a little bit of it. Because you I gotta put this with this so people know what it's talking about. I'm not going to define all the words in it, I'll just give you a little bit of it. Seventh chapter of Romans. All right. And Paul says all through here. uh, He talks about, in verse 14, if we know that the law is spiritual, that's the inner man, but I am carnal, that's the outer man, soul, understand? That which I do, do, present tense, right now, uh, that which I do, I allow not for what I would that do I not he's talking about the inner man and the outer man here for what I hate that's what the outer man does if then I do that which I would not what I don't want to be doing there's two men here it's the same two men that First John 1 and 8 says if we have say we have no sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us But the same man says in 1 John 3 and 9, Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. That's the inner man. For his seed remains in him and he cannot sin. And he goes on to say, Now that is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. That's the outer man. That's got the control of me while I'm young. For I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth. It means to house no good thing it's housed in me but it's not good for to will is present with me and how to perform that which is good I don't know how unless God deals with me then he says for the good that I would the agathos the beneficial works that I would is not what I do but evil is present with me. Now if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, but sin that lives in the outer man in me. I find then a law that I would do good. That word do is poeo. Oh. And most of the do's in here are poeo. Oh. Evil is present with me. I want to do good, but I don't. can't seem to do it. I want to do what's beneficial and beautiful what the inner man says for I rely on the law of God after the inward man oh there we are but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind that's the outer man bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members oh wretched man that I am am as a present tense verb it actually says Oh, wretched man, it is me in the original text. What does he mean by that? He explains it. Who shall deliver me from the body of this dead man that's living in me? And then he tells you what it is in verse 25. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord so then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with this outer man, the fleshly man, I serve sin. I serve unbelief. He's telling us, since whatsoever is not of faith is sin, is unbelief, and that's sin. So, sin is the works of the flesh. And the amazing thing, when he says, therefore, or there is therefore, now no condemnation, He's still talking about the same subject from chapter 7. And he works his way through here and talks about, like verse 3, for what the law would not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. And he goes on when he gets over here. He says... But the carnal mind is enmity against God. The carnal mind is the outer man. That's still in all of us. And the older we get, he keeps burning this self out. Self is our problem. The problem is Satan is not somewhere out here hovering around in the air. Satan, Satan, means adversary. Or satanos in in Greek... It's just Satan. In the Greek, it means adversary. The adversary of God is self. It's not a spirit hovering around out here. Satan got into that man, made him fall on the floor and go, uh, That don't mean nothing. That's a stupid show that somebody's putting on in a Pentecostal church. Now, where was I? And he says... And he works his way all the way down. He talks about groaning. Groaning in, in verse 22. Groan is the word stonazzo. S-T-E-N-A-Z-O. And the man that's groaning is that outer man because God's putting the pressure on him to die. <coughs> you know, I never understood this till I studied this. And I'm just really starting to get a hold of it. Oh, man. And you got groaning in verse 26. Stenazo is the form of the word stenos. Stenos is the word straight is the gate. Straight means to crowd through a narrow opening, like going through a turnstile. It's just you and God together. Nobody gets to go with you. It's a wrestling match between our minds and our heart, between the inner and the outer man. And he gets down there and says, because of all this groaning for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of Christ. He's going to conform that outer man to Christ's image, Christ's likeness. That's what it's about. That's what predestination about, is getting rid of that outer man. I don't believe people that preach predestination even know this. He's predestined this to conform to the image, the icon, the likeness of Christ. And the likeness of Christ is in the inner man, not this outer man that serves sin. And that's what predestination is about, is God getting rid of this man. And making him die and making him vote with the inner man so he can have good conscience toward God. Now let's go back over here to Galatians. I'd usually like to teach on that chapter going into depth in all of it. Now, we're talking about the Sabbath, the rest. This is... And he talks about long-suffering, gentleness. Gosh, this would take me all day long to go through this. Gentleness. You got... It's... I don't know if I can even go through all this. It's... You got all these words that have to do with... Gentle comes from the same word as kind. That charity's kind. Gentle. But gentle is not always the same word. So you gotta look it up in the text and see what it is. It's the word crestates. Crustates, it means to be useful when the Bible says my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory that ain't saying what people say it's saying it don't mean God will supply you all the beans that you need and all the steak you need it's not talking about that it just said in the 11th verse of Philippians the fourth chapter I know how to be hungry and to be full. I know how to abound and suffer need. I can do all that. I can do all these things. Right after that, it says, I can do all these things through Christ who strengthened me. It's not talking about, I can build big companies through Christ. And I can go fishing and catch a big fish. Or I can do these great things, I can become famous. That's not what it's talking about. It's talking about being hungry and being full, abounding and suffering need. The word need is a form of the word. Christos. I can, God will be useful to me. And then he goes on in the same chapter and talks about What am I thinking of? After he says that, he says, let me just go over real quick, Philippians. He says, I can do all these things through Christ who strengthens me. Then he says, my God shall supply all your need, all of your Kriah, which comes from the word crestatos What's useful to you, when he says I can do all these things, he's saying I can be hungry and be full. He's not talking about I can do great things for God by building a company and putting my tithe in the church. He said I can be hungry and full. That's the context. Now let's get back to Galatians. Goodness. He said, These are all part of the same one fruit. Goodnesses were Agatho Sunay. A-G-A-T-H-O-S-U-N-A A-G-A-T-H-O-S-U-N-A, A-G-A-T-H-O-S-U-N-A. It's a form of agathos, A-G-A-T-H-O-S, which means beneficial. I'll be a beneficial person in Christ. What is it that benefits God and others is the truth, is living in the truth, living in this inner man, taking the cover off. When you take the cover off, you cancel out the outer man. That's what we do. And then he says goodness faith. How long can I talk about faith? That's just one of the fruit of the spirit. It's just one of the grapes on the clump. And it's a part of agape. In fact, if you look real quick over here at first Peter or excuse me, Second Peter one and verse 5 now all of those things are one thing and he says in second peter verse 5 besides all this give all diligence add to add to your one faith there's one lord one faith one baptism now remember faith is the fruit of the Spirit over here, but it's a part of the one faith. And it's a part of the one fruit. So when you add to your faith, you're adding to the fruit of the Spirit, aren't you? If faith is one of the fruit of the Spirit, and he says, besides all this, get off diligence, add to your one faith which is the fruit of the spirit then all of this that's talking about in six and seven of first P- of second Peter is going to be a part of the fruit of the spirit isn't it if you add it to the faith which is a part of the fruit of the spirit right and the fruit Carpazzo is singular. So you'll have to add all of these in with it. Add is not, by the way, it's not an invitation to add. Don't say, would you add up these things in this column? Add is an imperative command from God. Add is the word epichoregio. E-P-I-C-H-R-E-G-E-O. E-P-I-C-H-O-R-E-G-E-O. Epikaregio is the word I had. It's an imperative mood in the Greek. That's a command. If this was inspired by the living God, it's the same thing when he said, let there be light. And there was light. This is just as much of a command from God as let there be light tough if you don't like it this is something you have to do if you're a believer epi means to cover with boy i've used that so many times whenever peter said be baptized repent they said men and brethren what shall we do in acts the second chapter and he said repent and be baptized every one of you in the name in is the word epi That word in, epi. It means covering with the name. Name is onoma. It means authority. And God's authority is His Word. And that would be a blood baptism. That would be death to self. Everything in the New Testament is about death to the outer man. And I really want to get over to Colossians, the third chapter. It's going to have, it's going to set. It's going to talk about the works of the flesh. And he says, mortify. Mortify, necro, any He's going to say, mortify, kill off. We think of necromancy as talking to the dead. Necro means to kill off. And he said, kill off this outer works here. Colossians 3 is going to tell you that. And then it says, put on. In duo. To sink into clothing. Well, if we put on the inner man, the clothing we have is a blood baptism, isn't it? We find in Romans seven, we find a multitude around the throne of not Romans. Revelation seven. We find a multitude around the throne of God, and they have on white robes. And the angel asked John, Do you know what these people are? He said, No. He said, These are those who made the robes in the white made the robes white in the blood of Christ. That's our clothing is the blood. And a blood baptism is a death. Jesus asked James and John, I've said this a thousand times. Can you be baptized with the baptism I'm baptized with? He wasn't talking about, can we back up three years and get both you guys be dipped in water? No. He's talking about, I'm going to die tomorrow. Can you be baptized with that baptism? Can you kill off this outer man? They said, yes, and he said, you will, you'll both die the martyr's death. So, when you're looking at Second Peter, I can't really teach the fruit of the Spirit without getting into Second Peter, the first chapter. Because you have to add all these things to the faith, and faith is just a part of the fruit. Can Can y'all see that? That's what it's about. He says, add to your faith virtue, maturity, arete. Arete has basically the same meaning as perfect. Be therefore perfect, teleos. And you have to go on unto perfection, teleotes. In Hebrews 6, if you don't leave the basics of the doctrines of faith and go into perfection, if nobody teaches you the in-depth truth of the Word of God and you just keep talking about being saved and accept Christ and these and sinners' prayer and all these things that are erroneous, even if you stay with the basic truths you don't go into perfection, you'll end up apostate You'll put Christ to an open shame even when you've come to the knowledge of the truth and you've shared in this light. The Bible says you'll put Him to an open shame as a believer. And that's what Rome did in that first chapter. And then he says, that means maturity, or rete, virtue. And I really want to... How much time do I have, Mike? I'll come back and finish up this next week with 2 Peter 1, but I want to get back over here to the fruit of the Spirit. This is the exact opposite to the works of the flesh. Can y'all, I hope people can see that. We're predestined to that be like that inner man. Not like self. Predestination is about the righteous Sabbath of God, resting. You know, yeah, I, I didn't learn to rest till I got old. I wasn't resting when I was trying to accomplish all the wrong things in life. Have you ever done that? I was trying to be famous. Stupid thing to do for a believer. Bless you. Men shall reproach you, onidzo. O n e i d i z o. I thought because I had this big, beautiful tenor voice, I used to have it. I used to talk up here. I used to talk here. I thought because I had that voice, I could be famous. You're blessed when you're infamous. Famous stars are not blessed by God. I don't care what they say. If you're a famous singer, big there's certain stars, they have got such arrogance. I won't even watch them on TV. I turn that off. They just stand up there and look real pretty and real nice and say, "I just love God and you know, and I'm a big country star and my background is is uh is all of these uh a spiritual my father was a Pentecostal preacher and, and my grandfather was and, and notice my pretty dress I haven't already got it on because I got it split up to here and I got a deep plunging neckline and you call yourself a Christian you got to get rid of that outer man and you can't do it God has to do it in you it's God that works in you to willing to do of his good pleasure let me be blunt I don't like stars stars was what they worshipped in Israel they worshipped Baal and the grove Hercules and Venus and they were all deified in the stars and they shined in the dark at night men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil you can't go on a stage and not love the adulation that people give you, it's the biggest high I've ever felt Two people tell you you are wonderful and now it's disgusting to me now when I see people basking in that I don't care if you're the top of the world in music or in football or I just don't like Tom Brady, I can't help that just an arrogant ungodly man for a lot of reasons. One thing he's a Roman Catholic, he believes you have to eat the body of Christ to go to heaven. Of course so was Joe Montana. They were and they bask in that going go, oh gosh, I'm a wonderful guy and all of you think so, hey ain't I wonderful. And then he says I may just have to come back and finish this up later. Meekness. Agathos today. Oh, I already went through that. Now, meekness, no, is not agathos. It's proud taste. I O T E S Proud taste means tame. This outer man is not tame at all. Takes God years. You're like a bucking bronc when you're out here living in the outer flesh. I was. I was just bouncing up and down all the time. I got to get on stage and I got to do this and I got to make money and I got to work my brains out until I get so sick I'm going to die. And I nearly did in my mid forties. God's got to tame you down. You think you're you think you're a bucking bronc that nobody can ride, and the living God opens the corral gate and walks in. He's 400,000 miles high, and he jumps on your back and rides you into the ground, and he tames you. What he has to do, Luke 4.18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For the Lord hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Tokos, P-T-O-C-H-O-S. It means empty of self. Let me tell you, you're not empty of self by your own will. Self is alive and well out here, and he has to ride you to the ground to break you. He did me. Has he ever done that to you? He'll ride you in the ground, breaking you. And then he says to the brokenhearted, David said, A broken and a contrite heart, thou wilt not despise. The heart was the place of understanding. He's got to break your understanding and replace it with his understanding. And that's what that comes about by crossing your life and then he said to the blind he's not talking about the literal blind he's talking about the gentiles who were blind in the old testament for four thousand years they were the spirits in prison prison Fulake means the division of day and light or light and darkness Fulake, and they were in the dark for four thousand years he said i came to preach to the blind to the gentiles And they said to the bruised, if you're bruised, God has to do the bruising. Throw, T H R A U. And it means crushed. If He has to literally crush. This outer man might take him 40 years to do it, but God will do it to his elect family. We're elected to obey God. That just doesn't help. I want to obey God. Okay. He elected for me to be obedient. You got that outer man alive and thriving in your life. It takes a long time to make you surrender. You have to do like I did. I don't mean that in a boast. I mean, sure. God stuck me in the hospital, and I threw my hands in the air. I was in my mid-40s, and I had been living for self as a believer all my life, getting up on stage and singing. And people say that's wonderful. I said, oh, gosh, gee, thank you. And I was basking in that praise. I know what people do when they're praised. They bask in it like they're in the sun getting a tan <clears throat> temperance encratia E-J-K-R-E-T this is the rest of God when you get to where you control yourself E-G-K-R-E-T-E-I-A by the way that's one of the things you have to add in 1 Peter Second Peter one and five. Temperance Kratuo K R E T E Kratos means strength within. It means strength within to overcome this outer man to overcome self so it means inner strength it don't just mean inner strength to not drink it means inner strength not to do any of the number of things that you've been doing to turn down women in your life turn down drinks in your life to turn down self in your life so you can live and live for the Lord And then he says, against such there is no law. To go along with this, there's a verse in Ephesians I love. And this is what Christians need to become. In Ephesians, the fourth chapter, be ye kind one to another. Here's another part of the list. The last verse, thirty two. Be ye kind, be ye crestos. That comes from that word kindness. Be kind to one another. Meet a man's need. It means to meet a need. Be ye kind one to another. I love this. Tender hearted. You gotta be tender hearted. That's the word U, splagnon, E-U-S-P-L-A-G-C-H-N-O-N. splankton, we get the word spleen from that, spleen, which means have a well. The word compassion is the word splagnizomai, comes from the word splagnon it means have a good spleen it means the feeling that you get when you see one of them little kids in Africa and they're starving and they're dying my heart my feelings goes out in my stomach I told the story about a when I had a paper route in Fort Worth and I was 14 years old and I was walking along my paper route and I saw this little puppy dog in the road he got hit by a car he was sitting there, he was just laying there, and his body was just just up and down, going back and forth. It was kind of like a seething, like a movement, and my heart just reached out. And I just, I didn't just get sick, I just felt so terribly bad for it. You don't wait until somebody has their life together to have compassion. Most people that need compassion don't have their life together. Have you ever thought about that? It's the downtrodden people, the people that have a hard time. the people that don't have their minds together. they make mistakes they they not always honest they They may even steal. But if they believe her and believe the truth, we need to have enough compassion on them to learn to help them. And when you help people, your tender heart sometimes will turn them around on the things they need to be doing. I'm not talking about let them get by with things. I'm saying be tender hearted. I'm out of time, ain't I, Mike? Well, let's pray. Father, thank you for these truths. Thank you for the further understanding of the inner and the outer man. Lord, our problem is self. That's all it is. It's not Satan running around here getting in us. He's already in us. We've been made of this corrupt flesh that he corrupted. God wanted him to so he could save those that belonged to him thank you for everything help us lord to live the way we should help me lord and help the people here and the people that are listening to crucify this outer man we'll praise you for everything fight our battles for us Lord, we don't want to fight no more. That's just the outer man coming out in us. I never want to fight again. You said the servant of God does not fight, doesn't strive. Thank you for truth in Christ's name. Amen. I'm still not through with this. This is so much to this. This is everything that predestination is about. And you can fight predestination if you want, but I'm going to battle Jim Brown. I ain't going to battle you.